Cheer up, guys. It's another guest. This is Songs in My Head. everybody welcome back for a new episode of songs in my head a podcast for music nerds by music nerds uh as always joined by my lovely co-host Kristen. hello and we are uh we're on a double header now we have another guest on this week we have uh justin from the band cheer up dusty uh thanks for being on thanks for thanks for joining us no i thanks guys for having me uh i We've been in contact a little bit now, and uh, we finally got it. <laughs> got yeah. some time, uh, so I appreciate you guys waiting up for me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm happy that we were able to finally link up. Um, so for for anybody that's not familiar with the band, why don't you give us a little brief history of Cheer Up Dusty? Um, so we are uh, a band. Uh, we started as a pop punk band, but we're kind of um, uh, maturing into like an alternative rock band. Um, I started. I started the band right before the pandemic um, and it was kind of a comeback. I hadn't played in about seven, eight years. We played one show and then the pandemic happened. And then, um, you know, we had to do what all the bands in the world did and do the live stream and do all that. And then, you know, since everything opened up, we've just been putting out music and trying to, uh, you know, play as many shows as possible, get out of the city. We've, you know, kind of done Northeast America a little bit and, um, you know, uh, we're kind of just going along you know, doing the thing. I mean, currently right now, uh, I just drove uh, with the guys back from Boston on about three hours of sleep. And um, we're back in the city, uh, took a quick shower, and we are at uh, the Great Room in Philadelphia tonight. So nice. I'm, you know, <laughs> hanging out with you guys uh, before I got to go do sound checks and all that kind of stuff. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so um, you got, are you guys working on new music right now? So right now we, uh, we, we have recorded new music and we're dropping a few singles leading up to an EP that'll be out at the end of June. Nice. And we will definitely, we'll plug more, talk about that a little later. So, oh, cool. yeah. so you gave us uh, a really fun, really fun album um, from the band MXPX. Uh, you gave us Teenage Politics. Now, uh, I was saying to Kristen earlier today that MXPX is one of those bands that I feel like uh, has always been adjacent to other bands that I've listened to and I know of them, but I've never like taken the time to really like sit down and like hard listen to their, their stuff. So I feel like this was a really nice introduction into, you know, them as a band. No, absolutely. They're, they were always like the power, uh, like a, like a punk pop punk trio but they're the ones that you didn't hear as much as you heard you know like blink and green day right but they were all they all grew up you know they like they were they were all in the 90s early like they all were in the same era but yeah they were just the band they just never got the um attention you know the other the other two got so they fall by the wayside a bit but yeah. um you know still a great great punk great punk band yeah absolutely so this was actually their second album uh, it was released July fourth, nineteen ninety five, and something something interesting that we actually didn't realize is that uh, their first few albums, I think it was what their first three, I think so, uh, were on Tooth and Nail. Yeah, they are actually like tooth. I, I'd say they're one of Tooth and Nail's like prominent like products. You know, yeah, which I back in the day, which I didn't realize that they were on Tooth and Nail originally, and then they were kind of you know, label hopping for the next few albums. Yeah, I think they were on like A and R, if I'm not mistaken. I know they were on Side One Dummy at one yeah. point too. I think they were even on Epitaph, but I might be wrong. But yeah, they they bounced around, but they are um tooth and nail. Like that's they're a very big association between the two. Yeah, they started out as a Christian punk band, but like um I think twenty twelve was when they stopped identifying as like Christian rock at all. So I think they were just doing a transition from, you know, their beginnings to you know, just plain old punk rock. Yeah, I think they I, were just kind of. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it's funny because when I was a kid, I, I had no idea that they were, a, you know, a religious band of any kind. Right. I didn't. I didn't perceive the songs that way as a, as a kid, and then uh, when I got older, I, I found that out, and I, I thought that was interesting. But you know, everyone's got their story. 
<laughs> right? And it was funny too, because I read an interview uh, that Mike Herrera did where he was basically like, you know, do I, do I believe in God? I don't know. Um, do I believe yeah. in, do I believe in this, in this God or this religion? No, I don't. So that was kind of like him saying like, he's a holy person, but not necessarily like Christian. Right. Like he's spiritual. I thought it yeah, was interesting. I, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't mean to. I just thought, so I, not that I met Mike, like he knew I met Mike, uh, uh, Warped Tour 2006. I was 15, and you know I saw them. You know, small stage, and he really is uh, like just a very humble, nice you know guy. I had I was uh, I had nothing for him to sign, so I whipped out a one dollar bill and I had him sign the one dollar bill. He gave me kind of like a, <laughs> but he signed it, and I still have it in in um, in it's in storage, but I, I still have it with some collectible, some old old concert tickets and stuff that I got. So it's, that's awesome. It means a lot to me. Right. I was just going to say that um, that the fact that they were, you know, religious and stuff early on is kind of an example of like how people grow up. Anyway, you all start out, you know, doing what you were taught, doing what your parents did and, you know, how you were brought up. And then you start to make your own decisions and pick and choose what you want in life. So, I mean, it kind of shows in their music. And I like that it's not like even though that's how they identified at the time, it's not like live they don't play certain songs from those eras. So I like that it's not like they took it away or anything. They just, hey, we don't, you know, they change, you know, and people are allowed to change and mature, grow up, or, you know, change their ideas. So, but I like it didn't like they didn't just get rid of the past just because they changed growing up or in the future. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it's more of an evolution than a than a change. Right. You're not not getting rid of your past, but you're, you know, growing with it. Yeah, and I think that's what all bands do, and then, and then you get into those eras of like people like, oh, I like their old stuff, I like this. Well, it's like no one wants to do the same thing for forty years, you know, whatever, whatever. Right. So, you know. So, uh, I think basically we'll just hop right into it. We like to just go track to track, just talk about it a little bit. Um, so I guess we'll just start right at the beginning. Uh, so the first first song on the album was "Sugar Coated Poison Apple." which I just think is a really like a really catchy and clever way to really open into the whole thing. Um, You know, I I thought that it was like, it had a really like interesting opening into the song. And then it was just kind of like in your face, fast paced, uh, well thought lyrics. And I I thought that it was kind of an interesting like lyrical song because it almost felt like a euphemism in oh, yeah. a way um because it you know it, there was a lot of i think uh euphemism for like lies and sin and i, I think oh, it was yeah. almost kind of a euphemism for the the garden of eden and the forbidden fruit so, and unless you are religious you would never perceive it that way so for me that was anything you know but that um ah, but... see i i grew up with the catholic guilt <laughs> Okay. Um, so so that was ingrained in my in my skull for the first like 16 years of my life okay um, so you could probably process that album like you know completely you, you would probably get closer to the true meanings of all these songs than i ever could because I, I wasn't i was brought up that way but I, we we weren't practicing we were just um like i went to church when my grandparents were around or christmas or, and stuff oh sure we were, yeah, we, were, no. we, were we were those kind of uh, oh, no, I, I definitely hit that that point in my life and i i feel, I feel like it's the same way with this album I, I hit the point in my life where i started making my own choices and i was like yo fuck church no no thank you i'm good yeah i mean that i i don't know man i i really don't kind of care where anyone call, you know as long as you're kind moving along and for sure just you know if you're not trying to make anyone's day worse you're, you're, you're okay in my book man like you know right? <laughs> it's really that it's that basic for me <laughs> Yeah, well, I definitely picked up on like the symbolism of the the poison apple from, you know, the Bible, but in the Garden of Eden. But also I went with Snow White because, you know, they were tempting her with that poison apple and saying it was like a sugar coated apple and stuff. It made it like I envisioned that. Yeah, and, you I, know, it's that's it, good. I actually didn't think about that. Yeah, they're giving you one thing and it's full of something else. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest Disney person. So again, I I didn't I didn't make that connection, but that again, that is also a very very good one. 
Well, and I think that that's the nice thing about these, this album in particular. And I think a lot of like pop punk or like, you know, early pop punk in this, in this era is that like, sometimes it's so simplistic, like lyrically that it's really, really easy to interpret it whatever way you want to. Like, it, I think that goes to... for all art as well. Like, it oh, for really, sure. Because, like, I mean, I've heard things of like, I wrote this song and it's, you know, a friend be like, oh, well, it makes me think of this. And it's like completely 180 of anything that I was even trying to get at. And sure. it's really interesting, you know, but then that, then you build that connection. And then that's how it, you know, that's how we connect, you know, with, with art, music, any type of art form, movies, et cetera. So, absolutely. Yeah, it becomes relatable. Mm hmm. I mean, as long as it's relatable, yeah, exactly. Right. That's that's how I mean. That's how things. That's how things get heard ultimately. To be honest, so. But I feel Plus, like I the... just think that title. I think that's like an eye of like sugar coated. Like, I don't know. It's a good title because then it just kind of draws you. I think a little bit. Yeah, especially absolutely. in the opening. I'm sorry. Oh no! I say plus sugar coated kind of like implies that you know they're they're putting something over top of something that's you know sugar coated something good on top of something that may. Or may not be right. Good. Something that sucks. I don't know. I thought it was a great way to open the album, though. It was real catchy, kind of lighthearted feel, even though the lyrics were a little more, you know, serious. As serious as you know, teenagers writing, you know, right. I'd say that's the bread and butter of you know the genre of like pop punk. It's oh, like yeah. happy sounding songs, but very <laughs> somewhat depressing, like lyrics for the oh. most part. Trust me, if there's anything that we have definitely talked about a lot on this show, it is it is how how hurtful but it, it, we, we have a lot of the like who hurt you kind of conversations when we talk about games. Right. We're just like, my God, who who did this to you? <laughs> who hurt you? <laughs> um so the next track that we had on the album is uh Do and Don't. And I, I kind of got that this was kind of like a like a coming of age kind of vibe where he was just trying to figure out like the path, his path and like kind of figuring the wrongs from the rights and everything. And um, I, I did notice that he, he mentions quite a few times, you know, that he had his, his base and he had his skateboard. So as far as he was concerned, he was set. <laughs> I mean, I think, and that it ultimately it like kind of shows that ultimately while it may have like those religious, you know, hints and, and, you know, spirit. Um, and this is, I, in my opinion, which please, my opinion, it's ultimately a skate album. You know, sure. this is an album that, you know, you, you spend, you, you bump at like the day at the skate park, sure. you know, like to me, cause I remember as a kid, I'm, I'm a shitty skateboarder, but I tried when I was a kid and it was pretty much like MXPX and like, uh, what is that? Like, crap i'm gonna say the band name wrong i'm gonna sound stupid like phoenix dx and oh yeah um like kind of like there's drive-through record era bands like it was all like kind of like that so um like yeah ultimately that kind of what made me say like you know like oh i gotta go out and skateboard i want to go get a skateboard you know right. yeah i mean i think that it was just you know that kind of growing up kind of vibe where you're just you're just still trying to to be an innocent an innocent teenager while also trying to find your place in the world. And I think that's kind of what he was doing where he was like, listen, I know I got to figure my shit out, but at least I got my skateboard. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know they're from Seattle. So I know like if my geography is right, you know, the West coast, um, I know, especially at that time, you know, skating was prominent. It was mm -hmm. everything, which, I mean, I'm not saying it's not now, but you know, like it was like in its, like a heyday of coming up and like making sure. its mark, you know, especially, Absolutely. especially, I mean, this is mid nineties, it's 1995. So, you know what I mean? It's like, this is right, right before uh, Tony Hawk pro skater hit. And then, then it just boomed even, you know, even more. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just going to, you know, say back basically the same thing you did talking about how, you know, he, he's fine with how he is today. He just says what I'm doing now seems to be okay. I was like, yeah, you know what? That's a pretty good point of view to have. I kind of tell myself that now too. So, um, but yeah, just being focused on where he was at the moment, punk shows, guitar, skateboard. Right. Just wanted to be okay with yourself, you know? Yeah. Can't go wrong there. 
<laughs> so the next track, um, which is the the title track to the album, which is, which is Teenage Politics. Um, this song is great. Oh, yeah. I, I love uh, this song. Um, it's, you know how, like, you, you don't want to sound, like, cliche, mm-hmm. but it's like, you can tell why they named the album after this song. For sure. Because oh, yeah. this yeah. is... While it never, it wasn't, it ultimately didn't become their biggest song because, and a song that's on the, you know, punk rock show really, I, I believe is, but um, Teenage Politics is probably like, it's probably my favorite MXPX song, but it depends on mood still. Like music's weird like that. So, but it's definitely one of their more like well written songs. I think it means a lot to me just because I started listening to this when I was maybe 12, 13. Sure. So, like, you know, as I'm like a teenager, this is like, Okay, this guy's talking to me. <laughs> like, yeah, guy, I mean, this guy's talking yeah, to me. <laughs> it definitely just plays into that whole like, like, growing pains kind of thing. Like just the just growing up and trying to be yourself while also showing the the adults in your life that like they need to back off and let you be you. Like, and, and it's just a very right. like. It's like angsty without being angsty. It had some big parents just don't understand vibes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And what's more pop punk than that? Than parents don't understand and I don't understand myself and, and stuff like that. And also uh, any any song that rhymes politics and schmolitics is good in my book. <laughs> Lyrical genius. Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> absolutely. Politics, schmolitics. I, and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I agree. Definitely. It's <laughs> great. I love that. I'm gonna use that in a song. If I if I have a writer's blog, I'll I'll, I'll pull the schmoly the schma, you know, line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta get that schma in there, and that'll really. Yeah, schm- you gotta get that schma in there if you want a number one record these days. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Bring it back. Right. Well, I like in the lyrics too. I mean, the the song's catchy, and it just sounds you know lighthearted and everything politics schmolitics. But also, I mean, he he's basically saying like this is how we are now, you know, our parents don't understand us, but will we change when we get old? You know, basically what's going to happen to us when, you know, you're not just a punk rock kid and they're talking about, you know, being a punk kid and the rules are different from, you know, what everybody else is, is seeing. But then at the end, he, he ends with, Oh no, I'm just like you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, the cycle just repeats. Yeah. Like you turn into your parents and, Oh, I mean, man. yeah, I, I mean, at the time, you know, because I mean, he was an adult at that point when he, when he wrote it, young adult, but like, yeah, I mean, at the time, you know, you know, I, I'm never becoming my mom or dad. I'm never gonna, and then not, the, I mean, you're your own person, but do I see the, like, tendencies that my parents had when I was a younger dude, or do I see the similarities or like the, uh, like quirks or you know things in that? I mean, I see it, I see it, I see it all the time. Even times I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want that cork for me. Like, I don't want that one, but I mean, you are a product of your environment. So it just, what what are you going to do? Yeah. It had been years since I listened to this album. I mean, I heard it probably late nineties when I grabbed onto it 99 ish because, you know, in like, I don't know, sometime in that era is when I got, you know, punk rock mixtapes and whatever. And there was MXPX on there. And it's interesting to listen to this now while I'm trying to like grasp onto my youth. (laughs) (laughs) by like yeah, American thread they're definitely one of those bands you can grow up with um which I don't think every band has that I don't know it's just it's one of the sound like an idiot but it's you have it or you don't where it's one of those like I just you, you again you grow up with them or those oh, yeah. other you know some of those bands it's like oh I haven't listened to that in years where you know MXPX you can more or less you can grow up with them I think it's interesting because you mentioned that, you know, you were glad you got this album as as an early on in their career, because I feel like as they progressed in, you know, age and talent, whatever, they definitely, you know, enhanced what they had. But here it's really prominent from the beginning. Yeah. Well, like, it's this was their first album that actually had like quality recording and their first album, which... I, I pre you know appreciate the hustle, but I mean especially in today's standards, it's a little rough to listen to. But poking at you, it's their first one. Um, just be you know obviously when you don't when you're young, you don't have much money and you want to do the thing, and it just doesn't sound like they had a lot to put into it. So it is a little rough to listen to. So this was their first like good quality, you know, and 
Um, and actually, I think this is their first album with uh, their guitarist, like who's still there, Tom. Um, because I think mm-hmm. they had a guy named Andy in the first one. So um, yeah. So I I think it's one of those albums. You know, you can kind of say like the band solidify themselves like you know how like in blink it was enemy of the state travis barker came in all the small things and then you know boom you know superstardom so i feel like this was their kind of like album like hey this is who we are and you know this is what we do and then everything and i i would definitely say that it's that it would be easy to compare this album in particular to you know it's funny that you mentioned blink when you mentioned and you mentioned like travis coming in and everything um because i actually compare this album closer to like dude ranch i so i would say you know because this album came out 95 you think dude ranch is 96 or 97 mm-hmm. so they're from that same era i mean dude ranch is a skate punk album yeah like straight up which is what um you know teenage politics is i think i i meant more or less i think like they solidified like one the lineup because this is like the, the lineup is still the same now they added right. a second guitar but like their line it's still the same three uh um tom uh mike and yuri and then um but you're right it's a skate punk album and it, it goes hand in hand with dude ranch you could listen to both of those just back to back no absolutely like, you have fun at the skate park <laughs> you're 100 percent right. right though so this goes right into uh the song that you would actually mention when we were talking about this one which is uh punk rock show uh rock of course being spelled r-a-w-k i appreciate <laughs> yeah. it I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's literally exactly what you want it to be. It's just a song about going punk to a punk rock, rock show. It's just... It sounds, it's the best song I've ever heard that sounded like it was written in less than 15 minutes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think even the verses are the same and it's not, it, it doesn't take much thought, but this song is still important in, you know, pop punk, punk rock music. I mean, it because it's just like I said, it does. You don't. It doesn't need to have. Not everything has to have this deep meaning and this big artistic blah. Oh yeah. It's a, but it's a. It's an amazing punk song. It's one of the first songs I ever learned on guitar. Um, that song. While teenage politics is a better song, I'd say punk rock show means more to me. If that's if that makes any sense, you know. Sure. No, <laughs> definitely. I, I believe it. It's important for, the- for me because it's like one of the first punk songs that I think that I've heard. Well, and then like, so I have a hard time like memorizing like stuff like lyrics, like, like even my own band, like I constantly listen to our songs, not because I'm like glorifying myself. I'm doing it because I (laughs) I need to sing along to it. I need to remember my lyrics, you know? So like this song didn't have any lyrics. So I was just, I remember being a kid, like I I know the whole fucking song. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know if you curse on your channel, but. Oh yeah. um, You're good. You're right. Oh yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I know the whole song. And then I played on guitar because it was only like four or five chords. And I, I'll tell you, as I. A 12, 13 year old kid who's just like, I just got my first guitar. I just started like when I was able to land that I felt, dude, I, I felt, dude, I don't, I can't even tell you. I felt, I felt bigger than the Beatles, you know, in my own head <laughs> at the time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, a one. that's a great one. That's a great. And then like the rock, the R-A-W-K. Right. I, yeah, I, it's I, just so, like, it's so like, it's so like 90s punk like you're just like oh yeah fuck yeah punk rock well that's what i wrote i wrote that it captured the energy of punk rock shows in the 90s because they mentioned like they don't really care they just want to get in doesn't you know don't have any money to pay but they'll get in anyway and yeah, then you think of those 90s punk shows it costs 10 bucks and you know you just go to some shady place and listen to some band but it had all the stuff that i love about punk music because they you know the, the one two three four in the beginning and the you know the, the melody but then mm-hmm. the fast pace same lyrics and the the woes at the end like everything that i it, it had it had everything that a like punk rock song like if it was soup it had all the ingredients in that <laughs> soup it needed to be a good fucking like thing of soup man it right it really right. did some it has a lot of stuff that nowadays is cliche but at the time it wasn't it was this is what we're like so it it did a lot of things that are just copied now right which i'm not saying it's a bad thing you know we all have inspiration and you know you know i'm not saying but you know what i mean like it's like what you're saying why do they bar and then it, you know it starts <laughs> with like single hits dan it dan it dan it dan it you know it's great dude it's just it's great right and then after you get like past that part it just fucking buck wild just go right to the end of the song you're just like yeah oh yeah you know and that's a song where it's just like 
I they should do a version that sounds like it's recorded in a trash can because that's a song. It does not need the quality, dude. It's <laughs> it's there, you know. <laughs> they should do uh like a newer version of the song, but like record it in a bathroom stall. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. There's a there's an old YouTube video from uh like like War Tour Six when I saw them, and they're playing that, and my friend like filmed it. And it has like a ton of views on it. You know, it's like, a oh, my God, I mean, 17 year old video now. And I hate the video, though, because like you can hear I'm right next to her and you hear my voice. Let's go to. And I'm like, I can't sing for shit, like especially then. So I'm just like, you know, it sounds terrible. And it has all these views on it, though. It's great. That's funny. So we get past the punk rock show and uh, we go into the the opposite of intellect which is the next song. And um, I think that this is kind of an interesting follow-up to the punk rock show because it like, it, it, it kind of it gives you that, like, you know, I don't want to conform. I don't want to grow up. I, I just want to do my thing. I just want to, I just want to go to my punk rock shows. It just, it's very like, like, fuck you to like the system and like oh, growing yeah. up and like, you know, not just not wanting to do it. Yeah. Your basic okay. punk rock fuck authority songs. What I wrote. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are we good? I'm so sorry. Just want my band's talking. What, what's wrong? We're good. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it's that, but again, it goes back to it's actually like quite the opposite of teenage politics if you kind of like think about it, where oh, I'm gonna find myself this and that, where this one's kind of just like, dude, just leave me alone, <laughs> like, just you know, it's just like get out of my face. So, so it's funny, it's just like you can have the same fear or the same, you know, views or you know, same issue, but then it's like two different ways your brain will go either the fuck you root or the like, oh God, help me. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> like which right. one you want to go. So I feel like this is actually a point in the album where like you really start to see uh, him kind of broaden away from the, like the simpler kind of lyrics. When you get into the next track, false fiction, he it's almost like, like a call out kind of song where like, he's trying to call out people for, like being sheep to a broken system. Like, you know, he, he even says the line, maybe this world has stopped thinking, maybe all their minds are shrinking. And I feel like it's just calling out like all the closed minded, like shitty people like, Hey, wake up. Like, you know, well, I mean, we see it now, especially, especially with the internet and, you know, our political climate, which I'm not trying to get in, but you know what I mean? Where it's kind of just like, just you know ultimately at the end of the day i mean the people on top i mean it's not they're we're fighting and they're just kind of watching us and i think you know even back then free internet free access to as much information as we can have these days it was still kind of seen like i mean when this album came out i was four so obviously i didn't have really many opinions yet so but um yeah i think it just shows us kind of how our system is and how it's always been and um I mean, look at it. The thing is, that song can, you know, obviously it's not a, you know, a much talked about song these days, but it's still relevant, which kind of yeah. scary, to be yeah. honest with you. It's kind of scary 30 years later and it hasn't lost its relevancy whatsoever. So, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, it hints at how people get led in the wrong direction in society. And it makes me think of how, you know, people have even divided further over the past few years. Yeah, I mean, I feel like someone who maybe doesn't even know them or like, you know, or has followed that or like they could hear that now and it could still strike a chord, you know, even and like I said, I mean, this is 95, 28 years later. That's nuts. That's crazy because songs kind of lose their relevancy after a while. And then you're you, like, you'll listen to it. And then you remember that error time where, again, you know, we could you could show someone that and say, you know, that song was written. 30 years ago or five years ago, can you tell me? And somebody who doesn't know them probably wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> right. you know? Definitely not. So I feel like our conversation about this song goes right into the next one, which is uh, the first in my my challenging the government songs that I, I wrote in my notes, uh, which is Falling Down. Because um, it's definitely like challenging the government, questioning their choices for sure, because uh, lines like the conspiracy to your inconsistency 
and uh, subjects don't question kings. Oh yeah, that one. I was like, ooh, oof, oof, duh. That's yeah. That's a I mean, that just kind of yeah. I mean, I think that's a nice way of saying sheep again. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. So right. yeah, I guess you could kind of say those two songs just go back to back. You know, kind of same concept. And um, like I said, it's just it sucks that it's relevant. It really does. Well, yeah, it hints at the, how people in power, you know, will do anything they can not to lose control. And it kind of makes me think of, you know, ha- how some people, you know, grasp at crazy things. Well, it's weird. It's like, you know, the people and you'll be like, well, why you have like, I mean, I'm pretty simple minded, but it's like you have all the money to do whatever you've wanted to do. And it's like, you know, at some point, you know, it's not about money anymore. It's about the power. Oh, yeah you know, it's power. And I just, I never got that, to be honest. I don't really want to rule anyone. I don't want to have power over any, you know, well, I, you know, some days it's like, maybe we shouldn't have a president. We should all just promise to be really cool to one another for, (laughs) you know, but, um, yeah, like the higher up you go, you just, you, I don't, I've never had power to begin with. So I don't know once you get a little bit, what happens to you. I just, I don't know. I'm better off without it, I guess. I, I agree. I don't want that. Yeah. No thanks. I mean, I'd be I can barely take care of myself. So, <laughs> same. I'd be fine if everybody just agreed to, to be good to each other. Yeah, like just <laughs> promise to be really cool. World is like, we'll leave the White House open, but you know, everyone just kind of go, you know, do your thing. It's like the Halloween bowl of candy. Like, we're not <laughs> yeah, home, so we'll just leave one. the candy outside. Just take one. <laughs> we trust. Nowadays, you. thing is, nowadays with those Bing cameras, it ain't yeah. happening, man. <laughs> oh. So I feel like they kind of uh, lightened up the mood a little bit after two pretty heavy political type tracks with Money Tree. And uh, I feel like it was it was really just uh, Mike saying, like, look, I don't I don't want to go to college. Uh, It's not for me. I don't want to go into debt. I don't I don't want to I don't want it sucking me dry. Yeah, I feel like it was a very anti-capitalism and not intending to be. Yeah. Because he's just like, I don't want to go to college. I don't want to be in debt. But it's it's kind of proving that, you know, they kind of try to convince you to get in this debt when you're young and, you know, become part of the system. So can- yeah, I mean, especially in that time, you know, again, pre we're saying pre-internet or, you know, the internet was a baby at that point where we were semi-programmed to just, you know, you go to college, that's your route to success. And that's where the jobs are, where it's like. Um, I'm not I'm not knocking education or further education, but it's like at some point it's like, no, that's like, you know, not everyone's wired that way. So you can go a different route. You can be successful. You can be part of society. You know, it's like it doesn't have to be that. So it's cool to hear these guys, you know, again, pre-internet where they knew even then, you know, that that's not that's not right. That's not you know, you don't have to you know, program or, you know, kids that did fear or fearing that, you know, like, Oh, I have to get into college. If I don't, I'm, you know, a failure. I'm not going to, you know, have, make a living or, you know, provide for me, my family and my kids one day, whatever. So um, I feel like it's a little bit ahead of above its time. I really, I mean, in my mind, I kind of cut things from free to post internet world. And oh, yeah. so that's kind of what, what I'm seeing there. Sure. Well, definitely, you know, I think when you say ahead of its time, but also I think that they they have a message that they weren't intending because, you know, calling it a money tree and saying that they won't let them teach me to be one basically says you're not going to be part of the capitalism. I'm not going to just go to work, make right. money, spend money. I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. And that may not well, have been the intention, but. It reminds me of like a more modern song, you know, that 21 Pilots song that has that one line, wake up, you have to make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, obviously, different genres, you know, different acts, different, you know, different everything. But so there's still people writing about that same message, 1995. And I think songs that could maybe like 2020. Still, like, it's still like, so I think it also just shows you, like, we haven't really gotten any better, haven't progressed. We haven't learned from casting. We're still kind of doing things in like a pretty similar way we used to, even though it's, you know, um we can make improvements. We just choose not to. Yeah. So, right. Uh, Music's like a cool time capsule of that sort. But sadly, I just notice how much we haven't changed. Right. Right. It makes, <laughs> it makes you think. Older. So we get into the next track, which is rainy day. 
Um, and I kind of got this song being more of like a uh, kind of being that convenient friend. January friend, would you say? <laughs> I would say January friend, yeah. Kind of right. being that that convenient friend that uh, people only only come around when it's convenient for them um that's kind of what i get out of this kind of being pushed aside yeah i mean i yeah i'll be honest with you this one i'm not even gonna lie to you because i can be authentic i'm i kind of i'm kind of forgetting it I, i'll be honest with you that's okay because, do you guys have like a clip of it are we allowed to play like a quick clip of that oh, we don't unfortunately have we don't have uh, rights right rights <laughs> Mm. But yeah, I mean, we, we talk about some of the songs feeling like filler and the fact that it didn't make an impact on me that much either. Yeah, I mean, I had to listen to this song three or four times and I still was like, eh, it's there. It exists. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I listen to this album still and I probably say the last time I listened to it, it's May, maybe back in like January, February. And like we've just we've been doing a lot of our own stuff, so I have like all, all my own songs in my head. And I'm this one's escaping me. Like I'm not I'm not even gonna lie or try to pretend or well, you know okay. be that that's guy. Right. <laughs> not everything is a is a, is a punk rock show, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, but it it also shows you like um, you're not gonna write a hit every time. Yeah, it absolutely. Like, we'll have to go through a few, which I'm not calling this song a dud, but it's just kind of like a learning experience. Um, you know, I, I mean, even some of our own songs, I'm not a big fan of or um as time went on i liked it less and that happens and um so yeah i mean that's i mean that's just at least a learning lesson there sure <laughs> at least <laughs> sure i mean you know i, I mean it, it's a perfectly fine song in the middle of the album it's it's there it's there yeah i mean you know you're glad he, you know you're glad he showed up to the party but you know if he didn't you might would have noticed but you're glad he did right you were happy to see him you know doesn't even have a great title like the next track right oh my god the title of the next track is the best uh it's like sands through the hourglass so are the days of our lives has major 90s vibes with watching soaps with my grandma when she's like you can watch with me but yeah to be quiet and it's 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 like one of those <laughs> long titles before fallout boy made that like <laughs> right? right like that that was a day and age where titles you know because back, I mean, back then they were just on cd and cassette like in the back so you didn't want anything too long because you just wanted it to be <laughs> you know legible and visible and everything right. so and they're like look let's make it a whole sentence yeah why not oh uh, yeah. that doesn't make sense you know but hey we're a punk band it doesn't make sense like, like, put, it on, put it on and then what what it. happened about eight years later it made a whole lot of sense <laughs> right um but it's really just, I think it's um, kind of a song about like watching yourself fail and trying to learn from your mistakes, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a, is kind of a cool message, a uh, cool message with a very long-winded title. I, I think I appreciate this song. <laughs> um, but again, I, I don't think it's, it's anything it's not like you are at that time in life. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's another one of those tracks where it's not anything like extremely standout. Mm -hmm. But it's it's still a decent song, you know. I I appreciate it for what it is, and I think it's got a good message that you should try and learn from your from your mistakes. Um, you know, like that B side that gets a little more love, but not quite as much as a as a single. You know, that sure. little like that little like in betweener. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next track is called "Democracy," which uh, surprise, it's a song about <laughs> challenging the government um and we're right back to it right and oh, I know. We're back. the rich get rich and the poor get poorer so much for equal opportunity i was like yikes uh and again it's still relevant it's right it's, and it's still relevant uh i i the couple of lines i put down that i really caught me was uh democracy ain't real at the fairy tale anarchy now then spend the night in jail and uh for the people by the people who's considered the people anyway I was like, "Oh fuck, man, that, that's hard, man." Listen, and, hard. and to hear those kind of lyrics from a band like MXPX, as being somebody that is a really big Bad Religion fan, like hearing those lyrics from a band like this, I'm just like, "Holy shit!" They knew, also, they knew. Well, yeah, they were influenced by them, definitely. 
I mean, back then though, it's just you didn't really have as big of a platform as all like all of us now, you know, um, connectively have. Sure. So for someone to like think that outside of the box at that time, I think is um, I think it just shows what kind the quality of um people that you know the the guys in MXPX are. Yeah. And the fact that they that they don't they didn't feel it necessary to shy away from talking about topics like this. I think really shows a lot of maturity for a, a couple of guys that were in, in their late teens, early twenties, um, you know, to talk about such heavy topics, I, I think is really, it's really, really like, I, I don't know what the right word I'm looking for here is, but it's. And, and being on their religious, you know, label the way that they were um, to also be yeah, politically true. forward. No, is, that is true. Cause I mean, and I say this more like statistically, I feel like, you know, people with Christian background do, um, I'd say generally, again, I'm not trying to, but, you know, are, you know, conservative and, um, you know, more or less, you know, Republican. Um, so I guess it is kind of not odd, but it is kind of like, oh, that band went this route to say these things. And I mean, at the end of the day, any any band or, or artist um, that has the balls to go or, you know, a political route. Um, cause not everyone does and that's okay. But, um, if you have the balls to do it, cause you know, you're going to alienate a, a certain, you know, people or percentage of people. Um, and then being so young and doing it, I, I mean, I give them, I give them credit. I really do. In Absolutely. That Absolutely. Yeah. But these messages, I mean, they don't change <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, if that could open someone's eyes through the music that they wouldn't have, you know, come across cause you know everything they have is faith and religion i mean yeah it'll just at least oh, cool. question things or just you know think think about it but you know i don't think it was even you know a way of like trying to make you think a certain way think for yourself you know and then oh yeah you know, see, see how you feel about you know xyz so but yeah it's ballsy man it's ballsy <laughs> absolutely so right out of that track they had uh something more uh which i think is another one of those tracks where you you know, you listen to it, um, but I don't know what I really got from it. I mean, I feel like it's see, toward, going toward the end of the album. You know, you kind of you start off strong and then you put your, you know, especially that and then toward the middle. And I feel like in most albums and that's it's all of us. It's not. I feel like then it starts to get a little skewed down and then you might throw like a banger at the very end. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I can't think of this one off the top of my head either. And I yeah, I apologize for that. I feel like the next couple kind of blend together like that. Yeah. Something more and different things. I mean, they kind of didn't really make an impact. Yeah. I mean, something more, I kind of got like a, like blaming yourself for losing a friend or losing, losing a loved one. Why is Rodan? You want your life to change. Something's got to change. So live, a, live for something more. So like, if you don't, if you're not where you feel like you should be, you're in control. Yeah. I mean, and it's cool that every song isn't blaming someone or blaming the system, blaming this. So now we have we they did a kind of a 180 where it's just like, well, sometimes you have to look inward. Um, and I, res I respect that, too. So at least it's not at least they're not like a one trick or one, you know, message pony kind of thing. Sure. sure. And I think like you were saying with the next song, which is uh, different things, it's even another message on the other end of things, which I think is them tapping a little bit more into their religious side of things um oh, yeah. and kind of trying to find their guidance in faith which like uh, but okay i guess well i feel like the next couple kind of fall into that yeah see and i think that's why i'm not because like i'll play it i'll play the record and i mean it's not like i'm staring at the uh the song titles while it plays like these days you know i'll just put my my phone in my pocket my headphones in my head and i you know i go for walks around um, around town and stuff um, or like when we're when I'm in the van not driving or, or anything but yeah I just yeah it kind of I'm kind of losing like this end of the album I'll be honest with you at least like right off the top of my well, head sure the the tracks are short there's a lot of them but they're short and I feel like towards the end it's just got this momentum that just keeps going till the end of the album yeah and you don't even realize it's over yeah like that's how I was when I was listening and that was like punk albums then I mean I mean still today but like they would be 16 songs long because they'd be you know you'd have a couple two and a two 
two to maybe two and a half minutes, maybe one three minute song, and then everything else would fall between maybe like a one to one and a half, and there or maybe you'd even have a forty five second ripper in there, you know. So, um, because yeah, there's a couple like Rancid albums that go like fifteen, sixteen, eighteen songs, you know. So that was kind of the thing to do in the day, because then you could make an album that was. 30 minutes long but it's 16 tracks where other albums would be 30 minutes long would be 10 maybe 11 <laughs> yeah not every song's gonna have an impact in a minute and a half right yeah some of them are just i think kind of there as as fluff to just kind of put a, another track on the and album. I, I feel like it was made to just be put on loud yeah. outside in the skate park like i truly yeah. feel like the initial intent when this was made I mean, I'm, I'm not in the band. I don't know. I'm just saying from my perspective. So, you know, I feel like they 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 knew the strong ones and they kind of stacked them at the top there. And now they're lightening up. But, you know, you'll still have those people that love B-sides or the people that love those hidden gems and everything. Sure. So while the songs, I'll be honest, aren't coming to me as quick, um, still valid, you know. I think it's about the energy, too. Like you're saying, like it's, it's about, you know, playing it at the skate park or whatever. Like it's about the energy and the feeling you have by the music, not necessarily the content. Just something I mean, yeah, to keep everything going. It's about how you feel at really at the end of the day, not even, you know, like what the song's about, because like I said, it, it a song to me will be different than what it means to you. So you're absolutely right. It's just, it's really how you feel or like, Oh, I'll put on this album when I do this activity or this thing. And then, you associate that with that. So that's why this is just to its core associated with skateboarding. Sure. Sure. And I mean, again, we go into the next track, which is misunderstanding. And I feel like it's another one of just kind of religious choice. Uh, yeah. Just kind of showing that you can be old enough to make your own oh, yeah. choices um, in, in your religion and everything, which, okay, Sure. So even in their like in their more religious esque songs, they're not pushing it on you. Oh and yeah, again, no. I, like I do, res I respect that. You know, this is who I am. I'm gonna write songs about it, but I'm not gonna like jam it down your throat, kind of thing. You know what I mean? So sure. And I think I think the the big reason that you find it that way is because they're not using the like the hot button words like oh, yeah. like Jesus god like they're not using that as much used here. as much yeah. as they're using like he him his they're using that or the description feeling. or like like faith they're using those kind of words to vaguely talk about their religion without like oh jesus sir like, right i mean and it's good i don't know if that's that's probably purpose and that's good i mean while it's still like it's good marketing because then people because then if you put it like you know, like you kind of said like um you know jesus or god or you know those certain just you know they're just words at this point you know in the song you know once you do that um you are just making it about a certain straightforward where now like you said faith he him you know um they you know those it, it can broaden it so then people yeah. can listen to it and then make up their own perception of it absolutely um I actually really like the next track. So the next two are like, um, yeah, it's, it's study humans. Um, cause it's one of my favorite pastime. I just love people watching. Oh yeah. Same. Uh, oh, dude, I'm such a people and, watcher. And like, I feel like that's just what he's talking about. Like, he's just like watching all these people just like go around and, and go about their day. And he's just kind of sitting there observing, observing. And like, he even has the line, um, I'm planning to take over cause I hate living on the moon. They won't get suspicious because the soaps are on at noon. Which so, is like, a throwback to that title that I said yeah. about the soaps. But yeah. It's yeah. one of my favorites that wasn't one of the popular ones. Yeah. I, I like this one. The, this Say was that line one more time. I want to hear that one again. Uh, I'm planning to take over because I hate living on the moon. They won't get suspicious because the soaps are on at noon. Yeah, so as long as they have their shows on that they're expecting, the humans are not going to suspect anything. <laughs> that sounds more like that sounds like a out of body like experience type of song or like a perspective of like aliens. Ooh, like, aliens. I, I didn't want to say aliens, but I said like um, something <laughs> That's like what I someone said. watching <laughs> the humans or, but um, yeah, I could see that like to simplify it in like just the normal day to day like human like yeah. Um, you know, you could like go to people watching and 
I'm with you. I'm a bad people watcher. I'll, I'll like be staring at someone like, and not because of even any like type of attraction or anything, just from like, if they look into interesting, I'm, like, what, what's their story? If they're wearing something like, Oh man, or, um, I don't know. And then I'll get caught into it. And then I do like a shake, like, Oh, like, Oh, I didn't mean, I wasn't trying to be rude. Like staring. And I feel like, I'm so sorry. I was staring at you. I couldn't help. Oh, it. it's, it's interesting. So rude, it is so not intentional. Well, and I don't know if you're like a super nerdy person, if you're into comic books or anything like that. Uh, I am. I'm not. I don't know everything. But, well, I was just um, going to say the, the uh, hate living on the moon line stuck with me because it made me think of uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. I with, think I've seen that movie. With Dr. Manhattan when he like gets away from the earth and goes and lives on the moon. Because he doesn't okay. want he doesn't want to be here anymore, so he just like <laughs> sequesters himself up on the moon, and that that's what it made me think of. Like, because I hate living on the moon, but they'll never expect that I'm back because you know. So that that was what I thought of. It just kind of made me laugh. But that's yeah, a good that's one. All... I mean, I I would highly doubt that they were making any type of comic superhero absolutely. connection. Yeah, no, but absolutely it is, not. It is amazing that that's what you had. You know what right. I mean? That is very, very cool. Um, Guys, um, I, I really do apologize. I only have about like five minutes left, and I am not trying to be rude, and I know your guys' time is valuable. Um, I oh, just so have to go. Time. I have to go in. That's okay. That's okay. Right. Before you go, uh, anything you want to plug real quick? Um, I mean, I just – we've released a few songs recently. Um, uh, Murphy's song, a uh, song called Legacy, we did a music video for um we have a few more singles coming out and then we do have a full ep uh coming at the end of june we have another video coming out um we are uh we have a couple weekenders this summer uh we're pretty busy right now and um yeah we're just trying to do the thing and collect listeners and a following so um the thing i, I guess i would just ask your your following or your listeners would just be to just check us out um i, I can't force you to like it you know it's subjective but you know if you can give us a try we are at Cheer Up Dusty at all our socials. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, we are on Spotify, all those streaming sites. And um, yeah, I just, just for a chance, that's all I'm really, you know, kind of asking for out here. Um, and yeah, see if, if you like it, we are going to have a new online store with some new merch uh, opening within the next week or two, too. So we're having some cool stuff. And um, nice. Yeah, if you're in Northeast America, especially, that's kind of where we're starting small, but, um, you know, we played Boston last night. We're in Philly. We'll be in New York next month, uh, Maryland. So come out oh, if you're you're in the area. And um, hey, if you don't like us, just support local. You know, support small because you know every favorite band started off from scratch. So oh, we'll plug whatever we got for you. Right. We'll we'll be sure to we'll be sure to plug away for you. Really well, appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I'm I'm happy that you were able to make it on even for a little bit here. Uh, good luck with the show. No, thank you guys. Like I said, thank you for working with me. I know it's it's been, you know, oh, thank no, you for thank being you. patient with me. And um yeah, hopefully uh, you know, hit me up. Maybe we'll get another album and then um, you know, we'll I'll schedule a little bit better where I can sit at That's you know, okay. where I'm sitting at home and we can have a full on conversation and everything. All right. Hey, thanks so much for thank being you. on. I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for having me and um, you know, uh have a good evening, right? You too. Thanks. All right, thanks guys. All right, so so Justin had to hop off, but yeah. uh, we figured, what the hell, we'll still finish the album because you know we're not quitters. <laughs> um, so the the next track on the album is "Inquiring Minds Want to Know." So I feel like this one had well, okay, so like that's a tagline from like commercial of the eighties or nineties. Oh, absolutely. But it had like um, big black flag vibes for me because the lyrics were almost like spoken in comparison to how the other ones were sung yeah so it had a different vibe and the fact that you know showing what their influences are towards the end of the album yeah i i agree i um i definitely got like the the discovering like wants versus needs oh yeah kind of thing from the lyrics um I love, yeah, the message in here that you're in control of your life, how you feel depends on what you think about, what you need depends on what you can't live without, how you act goes right back to the way you feel. Yeah. So it's a cycle and it kind of just, it, it may not be their intention to, you know, basically show that everything's a cycle. 
Yeah, but no, it is, you know, if something's bad, it'll come around again, or, you know, you, you're in control. Um, it had a slower interlude part that I really liked. Yeah. It was kind of interesting to have like that, that slower part to it. <clears throat> it was almost like a jazzy yeah. kind of weird. I, I thought it was really interesting. Like oh, musically, yeah, I thought it was a weird, weird jazzy part in the middle there. And I was like, huh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked the message of the song. I felt like it was one of the more unusual picks. Mm-hmm. With the message and the and the obvious, you know. Yeah. So the next track was "I'm the Bad Guy." Duh. No, this is the Jesus song. Yeah, this a straight is... up Bible reference. Oh yeah, yeah. It it uh, it has a straight Bible quote in it, um, and like it's basically just like believing that your faith will help you to rise above somebody's judgment. Yeah, Jesus knows my heart. God is going to pull through. Yeah, th- this was the the <laughs> the Christ is God song. Um, Do your thing. Yeah, right. I mean, go off. You know, whatever. Th- th- they had they had so many other songs where they skirted around it. Yeah, I feel like this this one <laughs> time towards the end of the album was not not a big deal. Okay, so the next song. You like this one, huh? I love this song. And I know why. I fucking love this song. It's got big bad religion vibes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. From the title to the lyrics to the sound. So it's it's called Americanism. Um and it's another challenging the government song. Uh the line that I took out of it, uh Americanism, nationalism, bow to the flagism militaristic egotistic high class and capitalistic i was like god damn it if that isn't a bad religion like lyric i that like i've ever heard one yeah like this song is so fucking good though i i I love this song i wrote that that was the best part was the end where they use that line but also would you die for your country false freedom and liberty they're lying when they tell us that this is the home of the brave and the land of the free and kind of what dusty said too justin god the band name i know Dusty. Dusty. Dusty Justy. Okay, so what Justin <laughs> was saying about how things were, you know, unfortunately not changed. Yeah. This, you know, this is the the reality of the 90s and now. Yeah. But I wrote, why aren't we against them? They're wrong. Question mark. Right. I mean, that's basically what their message is, too. Like, why aren't we more angry? Yeah. So, I, I mean, this this track was was, I think, a great way to to kind of end things so the end track real interesting because it has this like hidden track vibe yeah because it starts out with like a minute ish of like what sounds like a party you weren't invited to yeah just like crowd chatter it had some some you know weezer sweater vibes to me i love i love when you just hear mike come and he's like destroy the moon (laughs) destroy the moon well, then it's like, who's that chick with the short hair? I don't know. Let's go talk to her. Yeah. Did you get anything on this song? Because I do. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, It was kind of a, like a dream girl song, well, I, I think, where he, he kind of was like falling in love with this girl that he saw at, yeah. at a party. Or... It's a specific girl. Is it? Oh, I think it is. So the song's called Dolores. Dolores. Okay. So he describes her as... um chick with the short hair she's fantasy she would write love songs to him a reference to the ira um okay so anyway i think it's a possible connection to the cranberries to dolores or riordan because she had short hair um it was the right era out in the early 90s um reference to the irish republican army oh okay Um, she writes beautiful songs that is my deep dive when she died in 2018 my career retweeted, not my Dolores sad face. Shit. Yeah, so... And here's me over here, like, I don't know who Dolores is, but Oh my she god, I held on to this. But she but she doesn't like the individual retirement accounts? That's kind of weird. <laughs> she wants to work her ass off for the she rest wants of the to, She wants to work until she dies. She prefers, prefers four wonks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yours is way better. Yeah, it's a, it's a fan theory. I mean, I'm not completely responsible for it because I started to Google. But once I'm, I, I'm interested, Mike, Mike, if you're listening to this, Mike Herrera, uh, <laughs> come on the show, tell us. Someone asked him, like, in reply to that tweet, and I mean, it's 2018, so he may not have even seen it, and thousands, but they were like, 
is this what Dolores is about? And I read someone's, you know, fan theory about it. And it was kind of interesting. And I found the tweet once I Googled their names together. Cause I was like, well, did they perform in the same place at all? I didn't get to that. that so far, maybe but... it was just a fanboy song where he was just writing a song about like his crush. Yeah. Wild. Right. I have been holding on to this since yesterday. Damn. <laughs> and I, I, found... didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, I, it's not really proven, but the weird, why would she talk about the, what? yeah, Dolores is the song of the title, but like the subtitle is My Girl Hates the IRA. Weird. And it's not an IRA, it's the IRA. So yeah, it's got to be the Irish Army. Damn. <laughs> Shit. Well, I got to say, I I really enjoyed this album. Oh, yeah. Um, I I had a fun time listening to it. Uh, it was a very easy listen. I had no, oh yeah, I had no problems like listening to it, like several times in a row. Like mm-hmm. there were a couple nights where I just like threw my headphones on where I, when I was playing video games and just like mm-hmm. played it like three times in a row. It flows really well, and yeah. like we were talking about. Um... I mean, even when it lulls, even when it lulls in the middle, like it still doesn't lull that much it, even when it, there's the where's the party you still yeah. want to be at the party yeah you still want to be at the party the party's still fun it just the conversation's gotten a little weird it's yeah, like it's I, like the the guitar guy at the party has officially arrived and he's here to sing his christ is god songs but then like everybody's still having an okay time yeah i mean i really love this album because it's short um you can listen to it a few times in a row yeah and um, I also noted about the album art, too. I don't know how much you read about, like, MXPX history. Um, but I us being a, really nerdy. I read a little bit, and I did read, like, kind of skim through that article that you sent me. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that, you know, they started out with a longer name. Uh, yeah. Uh, magnified, magnified Plaid. plaid. Which was inspired by Andy, who was the former member. The fascination with plaid shirts, but the name was too long for the posters, so they abbreviated it MP. But um, was but Yuri? He, yeah, that he would write out the, the periods as little X's. Yeah, and which, then that kind of stuck. Yeah, so that stuck, and then I enjoyed learning about their mascot because I'm always kind of fascinated with you know, less than Jake has their mascot, and you know, Wonder Years has their pigeon, and mm-hmm. like where do they come from? And reading the um, the article that I had sent to you was um, a blog created by like the artist John Nissen. Uh, who created the character who's actually called Poconacha Punk, PXPX. <laughs> but there was an interesting um, article on why he drew this mascot a certain way, dressed it a certain way. It was all very intentional. Yeah. Which is interesting being more of a visual artist than a musical artist of myself. Like, I right. I think it's re- interesting that it's all really intentional. Um, yeah. So... And I really liked the album because it was it was kind of clear to me what the influences were at the time too. Because sure. I read that their influences were you know obviously Bad Religion, Descendants, uh, Black Flag, but it was clear. Sure. Now I, I would say clearly like my my favorites oh, yeah. on this album uh, were uh, Teenage Politics, uh, Punk Rock Show was yep. just a fun song. Check check. Yep. Um, and then. Uh, falling down which I, I just that was the first in my challenging the government series <laughs> uh democracy study humans study humans was a great song i like study humans because it was it was different yeah like it it was basically <clears throat> you know describing just being an outsider <clears throat> and it may you know i i interpreted aliens but you can interpret it anyway with being an outsider sure um, which I mean, and even theme. even me making the extra nerdy connection with with comic books, which I sh- I'm sure that they did not intend it to be that way. Oh, no. That's how I interpreted it. I like those those tracks. I liked Inquiring Minds Want to Know because it was, you know, kind of uh, different from their regular style, but also, you know, the message. I I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I think great it's a great album. album, and I would definitely go back and listen to it again. Yeah, I, I think I was more familiar with, I can't remember what their next album is called, but that was the one I remember listening to. Um, so I might just move forward and listen to some more. Sounds good. But yeah. Um, 
yeah so i mean that's that i'm glad that we were able to get yeah. to get justin on uh even if it wasn't quite for a full episode but hey well, such is think... such is the life of a touring musician well, we can t- we can talk a lot yeah i mean we we could have <laughs> easily talked for way more time um because we we just talk a lot we're verbose <laughs> we're very verbose so. uh but yeah so make sure that you guys uh show them some love cheer up dusty check them out i was actually just listening to some of their a couple of their songs last night i was gonna have you put them on after we're done here oh yeah definitely. um you should check them out but yeah check them out he was saying they're all over social media at mm-hmm. cheer up dusty look some them up music the end of june yeah we'll have to post music. that when we see it absolutely uh-huh. um and then of course uh make sure that you are um going and checking out our sponsor for the show uh w energy you can go to their website and uh you can take 10 percent off your order if you use our promo code s-i-m-h-10 so go take advantage of that i just had some the other night i tried a new flavor uh it was blueberry and it tasted like a slushy it was very good I enjoyed it. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. I really enjoyed it. And it definitely um, did not help me win any matches in Fortnite, but I played a little better. (laughs) Um, Well, thank goodness. Thank goodness. No, but it's really good. And I appreciate them as a sponsor. So you guys go and check them out. Use the promo code SIMH10. And as always, make sure that you find us uh show us some love we're all over social media at simh pod you can find us on facebook instagram twitter we do have uh tiktok maybe we'll use it probably won't um too old for that tiktok the the tactics the tiktoks uh, kids are doing these things does tiktok use my phone's data yes or no um it's about to be banned in montana so my parents told me (laughs) <laughs> um band in montana that's that uh disney show with, with miley cyrus right yeah that's it you got it anyway find us all over social media at simh pod uh reach out say hi if you want to be on the show let us know we're always open to new guests um you can look for us anywhere you get your podcasts we are on apple music amazon music spotify and <laughs> Spotify, music, and SoundCloud, if you're nasty. Um, yeah, I would say that's all for for us. Uh, be nice to each other. Um, wash your damn hands. Wash your fucking hands, you nasties. We love you guys. We will talk to you soon. Peace.